find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and indeed, we are going to have some fun tonight. Glory, hallelujah, praise God, the kid is innocent, and Kyle Rittenhouse is going to walk free as he should. This is a good day. And yes, it is the Jesse Kelly Show. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Eight million great questions from you tonight. We're going to get into all that. No guests, no nothing. We're going to get there. But, but, let's just pause for a moment. It's been a rough year, huh? Rough eight, nine months. And just like after that great election night in Virginia a couple weeks back, let's pause for a moment and just dwell on the fact that, man, good things can still happen. And yes, don't worry, I'm, I'm going to go into why this isn't some gigantic victory for justice in America. I'll get into that in a minute and all that. Don't worry, I'm, I'm not going to just paint it all sunshine and roses tonight. But you, me, everybody, raise a glass of water, wine, whatever you got in your hand, and say cheers because there is a young man who just had his life given back to him. Now, that's probably being a little bit too generous because how's he ever going to walk on a college campus like a normal 18-year-old? Even join the military. Go out there in the real world. How's he going to live a normal life? We'll get to that in a minute. But let's just let's talk about this here. A young man goes to a city that had been burning for three nights after watching communist street animals burn multiple American cities all across the country. New York, of course, Minneapolis, all across America, cities were burning. And this young 17-year-old watches all this vandalism and filth. And do you know this? Do you know the reason he showed up in Kenosha? was to clean graffiti up. You know there are pictures out there of Kyle Rittenhouse out there scrubbing away the vandals' graffiti. Communist street animals showed up in Kenosha to burn it down and vandalize it, and a 17-year-old man picked up a scrub brush and went to clean it up. I have two sons, and I pray to God my two sons are two young men when they're 17 who will step up for their community and go clean up some graffiti. And I know it's really, everyone's fond of saying today, as a parent, I I wouldn't want him there. Nope, not me. I pray to God my sons at the age of 17, if communist street animals are torching their communities, I want them to be young men who will pick up a weapon and go stand guard and protect people's private property and keep communists away from doing the destroying they love to do. I want my sons to turn out like that. I am so proud at this moment in time of Kyle Rittenhouse. I can't even, my heart's bursting. I'm so thrilled. I'm thrilled for him. I'm thrilled for his family. Yes, uh, we're going to get to everybody I'm disgusted with here in a second. But this is a good day. And you know what? 
as you and I know by this point in time, good days don't come around every day now. We're Yes, we're at a period of time in this country where justice is hard to come by. Especially if you're somebody who stands in the way of the system and this communist filth out there. Justice is hard to come by. And I, I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer about it, but I'll tell you, the longer this jury was deliberating, the more nervous I was getting. I mean, I, I looked at the same vi- trial video you've been looking at, and I was saying to myself, oh, man, I that kid's obviously innocent. Why is this taking three days? What? What's there to deliberate? I, I watched the same thing you watched on what's taking three days. What's happening? And this is where I ended up. This is where I talked myself into. I know you're what you're saying. Jesse, you're always right. You're the Oracle. And that's correct. But this is what I talked myself into. I talked myself into this. Well, they're going to let him go with murder, but still throw him in the clink for a few years just to try to you know, split the baby and call it a day. And I was going to be sick to my stomach about that. But no, not guilty. Not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. All five charges. That's awesome. And it's easy to point out all the wrong things with our justice system and and country and anything else. Man, that's a good day when 12 civilians out there, 12 jurors, get thrust into a political hotspot of a trial and they come back with the correct verdict That's a good day. And as long as we're talking about the good before we get to all the bad, as long as we're talking about the good, let's talk about those jurors for a minute. You see, I have an email inbox full of great Ask Dr. Jesse questions, of course, but I have an email inbox full every single day of people who who say things like, thanks, Jesse, for fighting and stuff like that. It's not that I don't appreciate it. You don't have to thank me for doing something that I enjoy. I enjoy making communists want to pull their hair out. I enjoy fighting on behalf of the country I love and I would die for. This is a joy for me. This is not a burden. The louder they scream at me, the madder they get. That's a joy. The death threats, all that stuff, it doesn't bother me in the least. I smile and I laugh. I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all. So you don't need to thank me for doing something I love. I think the real respect out there right now, frankly, should go to those jurors. Those are 12 people who are now going to be tracked down. Inevitably, at least some of them will be tracked down. Names, addresses released, inevitably, and they will receive death threats. If not outright assaults and attempts on their life, they undoubtedly will receive death threats by the godless, violent communists. They will. And these are not 12 people who are you or me who love the fight and want to take it to. These are 12 people who just showed up for jury duty. Just 12 normal civilians. And you can talk all you want about sequestering this and these people are hid away there. And you can talk all you want about that. You can't create bubbles in this day and age. You simply cannot. Everyone has a cell phone, a husband, a brother, a wife. Everyone has a way the information is going to get to them. Every single one of these jurors is very, very aware of the vile, 
violent nature of the street communists in this country. And they're very aware they're taking chances with their personal safety to bring back the verdict they knew they should bring back. Now, you can tell me all day long, well, no way, Jesse. We don't give them credit for, for doing what's right. Sometimes doing what's right is hard. Oftentimes doing what's right is hard. Now, maybe you've lived your life differently than I have, but I've done wrong a lot because it was the easier thing to do. I do give them a ton of credit. Twelve normal civilians, not not warriors for the cause like you, twelve normal civilians thrust into one of these horrible publicized hotspot trials and they choose to do the right thing. And like I said, you know they were being threatened inevitably, yet they did the right thing. I think that's freaking awesome. And I salute each and every one of those jurors tonight. I salute that judge for not letting the media slap him around, keeping things squared away. I think it was a good day. And life gives you ups and downs, doesn't it? That's just, that's life. You're going to hit valleys. You're going to hit peaks. And whenever you're in one, I promise the next one's coming. You enjoying a peak right now in your life? That's good. Enjoy it. A valley's right around the corner. Are you down in the dumps? Lost your job? Lost your wife? Dad? I don't know your situation. You're going to come out of that valley and get back to a peak. That's just the way life goes. So when you do have those moments, when you've been in a valley for a while, like we've all been for, gosh, eight, nine months now, 10 months. What is it, November? Gosh, yeah, it's 11 months now. When you've been in a quite a valley, especially politically, for 11 months now, and you're given a piece of good news, put a smile on your face. It is a good thing. It was a good day. Now, that's enough of the smiles. We're going to talk about some people who don't deserve smiles, and then we're going to get to all the great Ask Dr. Jesse questions, and there are so many tonight. But back to kids. Do you want your kids to be the type of person who does what's right? Do you want your kids to be the type of person who knows the difference between the evils of communism and the glory of free markets, freedom of speech? What are rights? Why are they important? What what should government do? What shouldn't government do? Are these lessons you want to teach your kids? Probably. We all do, right? But you're not an expert. I'm not an expert. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. They've written entertaining books for kids from the age, from toddler all the way up to teenagers. Entertaining books for kids that teach the kids the values you want them to learn. What goes in their eyes and ears That's what's going to shape their worldview. Make sure it's the Tuttle Twins books and things like it. TuttleTwinsJesse.com also gets you 35% off. Get it for relatives. Christmas is right around the corner. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That's TuttleTwinsJesse.com. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. Find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. 
Oh, it is so glorious. Chris, can you show me? You know I'm not good at the technology stuff. Can you show me how to make that the ringtone on my phone? I want it, No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I want that to be the ringtone on my phone. <laughs> it is the Jesse Kelly Show. Uh, no guarantees the phones are working. I think they are working. You know how I never take phone calls on Friday ever? I'm considering opening up the phone lines to ask Dr. Jesse questions for a trial run. This is not something I normally do. 877-377-4373. I have all your emails. I'm going to start with my Ask Dr. Jesse stuff in just a minute. But I'm considering opening up the lines for a trial run on Friday. If it works, if the phone lines work for the first time ever, and if I actually get to speak to you and you get to speak to me, right to the point, right to the question. Remember, right to the point. All right, now we opened up the show just a minute ago. In case you missed that, the whole show is on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. We opened up with all the good things. It's a good day. Celebrate. Yes, be happy. But. There's a flip side to this, and there is one we need to talk about because everything in life, good and bad, should be something we can learn from, something we should learn from, right? I don't know about you. I've got quite a bit of learning left to do in this life. Lord knows I screw up enough stuff. Sorry, Father. So my buddy Drew Holden, I would really recommend Drew Holden. I definitely recommend him if you're on social media. He's really, really good. He does a bunch of writing for various publications out there, Fox News, Federalist, things like that. But he's very, very sharp. And what he's very good at, one of the things he's really good at is keeping receipts of the media. And I do think now that we're done celebrating, I mean, we're going to celebrate all night, but now that we're going to pause the celebration for a moment, pause, pause, just sip on your water or wine or whatever you're drinking. And let's, let's remember this. The American media... The American media believes if violent communist street animals are trying to beat you or kill you, the American media believes that you're a criminal if you stop them. Think how dangerous that situation is. I'm going to go through. I'm just blatantly ripping this off from my buddy Drew, but I'm going to go through this list he put up on social media today. These are some of the things that have been said. I want you to remember this. This is CNN. This is from CNN's official website. Anthony Huber, 26, was among the victims killed in the shooting at a protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. His girlfriend says he launched at the armed individual to protect her and the people nearby. Quote, he did a heroic thing. That's CNN. This is also CNN. Quote, he justified murder. Fox News host Tucker Carlson suggested it was not surprising that a teenager arrested in connection to the shooting allegedly took up arms and tried to maintain order during the protests in Kenosha. Oh, I'm not done. I'm not near done. New York Times, suspect in Kenosha killings, lionized the police. Ooh, well, can you imagine a young man looking up to police officers? And this is the subheadline: Kyle Rittenhouse, accused of killing two people during protests of a police shooting, faces six criminal counts. His social media accounts show, get this, strong support for police officers. Ooh. Oh, I have New York Times. I have MSNBC. Quote, there's no legal explanation for it. There's a cultural and political one. That's from former, get this, federal prosecutor Paul Butler. 
That's what he had to say on MSNBC. This is another gem from MSNBC. Quote, Trump defends a man charged with killing protesters as critics slam Trump for fueling violence. Trump? What? Chris, do I have this wrong? Was Trump somehow involved in Kenosha in some way I don't know about? Quote, a 17-year-old showing up in a protest with an AR-15 is not law and order. That's chaos in disorder. Quote, the statement said, you, you get the idea. I don't need to go over all of it. The American media, they tried to destroy this kid. And let's just take, let's just take a minute here. Yeah, we're thrilled about the verdict. That's a good thing. It's a good day. Good for us. Woohoo! It's a good day. But we were one jury decision away from Kyle Rittenhouse going to prison for the rest of his life? You realize when you shoot somebody in self-defense, in defense of your own life, when you shoot an armed person in defense of your own life, that's like a good thing? And when... Communist pedophile street animals are burning down a city and they try to attack some innocent kid and he has to defend himself and shoots one of them or two of them, actually three of them. That 17-year-old man should be getting medals. He should be getting the key to the city. You know how mayors hand out the, here's the key to the city. Here's the key to Kenosha. He should be getting medals. They should be building the kids statues. Instead... They tried to throw him in prison forever. And how did that happen? I think it's important we unpack how that happened because things haven't changed all of a sudden in this country. Let's talk about how that happened. Well, we talk a lot. You and me, we talk a lot about this, about how the radical, real, real radical communists, the problem we face now in this country is this. They have moved from just the streets And they've moved into real positions of power, positions where they're allowed to absolutely do whatever they want, whenever they want to do it, positions where they're allowed to destroy someone's life. Let's look no further than the prosecutor there in Kenosha. You realize all the scuttlebutt behind the scenes is he decided to very quickly, remember this happened very quickly, charged Kyle Rittenhouse with murder? Almost right away. And and these videos everyone's just been watching recently, they were available online forever. Everyone was talking about them. You can find all these little funny mashups about this. So if the videos were available right away, but the prosecutors decided to try the kid with murder. I mean, they didn't even go for manslaughter or second degree. They went for murder. How did that happen? What does that have to do with? Communist radicals, street animals. Jesse, I don't understand how that happened. I'm going to explain how it happened in just a second. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, don't you think that's a little too on the nose? Don't fear the reaper. I think people are picking up on the things you do with the music, Chris. <laughs> It's the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. What a good day. What a good day. But back to the prosecutor. I was talking about the prosecutor. and Murder? 
Uh, right away he charged him with murder? What? How could that happen? I don't understand. I, I mean, shouldn't we have systems in place? That's ridiculous. Well, you want to know how it happened? You want to know how it happened? This is how it happened. Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse, he murdered two people, by the way. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle. Pause it, pause it real quick. Pause it real quick. I just want everyone to know, this goes on for two minutes, I believe. I'm not going to cut it off. I may interrupt it a couple times. I'm not going to cut it off. We have a completely innocent 17-year-old. And now we know by the jury, completely innocent. These are national media figures going online, on camera, immediately, and beaming this message into the homes of every American. This is sick. To a different state to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, (laughs) a guy who's... Deeply racist, went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest, looking to get... Pause real quick. Sorry about that. I'm Sorry about that. We're going to get to it. I'm sorry. I have a lot to say tonight, Chris. Deeply racist? A white kid shot three white guys. Deeply racist. These people, these people, I'm telling you, this is, this is not wrong. This is evil we're facing. This stuff, this is evil. Looking to get in trouble? He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around, shooting and killing protesters. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha and became a killer. A white, Trump-supporting, MAGA-loving, Blue Lives Matter, social media uh, uh, partisan, 17 years old, picks up a gun. Real quick, pause real quick. Partisan. One of the things the communist has done forever in this country, I know you've seen it, is they act as if the things they want, the things they do, the things they think, they're not partisan. It's just how things are. It's just reality. Any opposition to them is partisan. Uh, that's it. Barack Obama used to do this all the time. We don't have to be political about it. Just pass whatever I want. Partisan. Oh, as if it wasn't positive, or as if it wasn't partisan, watching you anti-cop scumbags torch American cities from New York to Minneapolis. 17 years old, picks up a gun, drives from one state to another with the intent to shoot people. A 17-year-old boy Mm -hmm. who drove across state lines with an AR-15 and started uh, shooting people up including a guy with a skateboard. Kyle Rittenhouse, who has... Pause real quick. I I understand that was Joe Scarborough's stupid voice you just heard, and I understand he's probably never been in a scuffle in his entire life. People die from skateboards. Actually, I believe it was in Los Angeles. Chris, maybe look this up for me real quick. Yesterday, I believe, or the day before, somebody murdered someone else with a skateboard. A skateboard is heavy and hard. A skateboard is a deadly weapon. No different than if you're trying to hit somebody with a baseball bat. Anyway, Chris, don't worry about it. Continue on. 
who has killed protesters, unarmed protesters. Rittenhouse, a 17 year old that went with a weapon into the middle of protests and then provoked people and then shot and killed them. Kyle Rittenhouse is the enemy. A boy from out of state drives up to the state with an AR-15 around his neck, shoots and kills a couple of people. Uh, shooting wildly, running around, uh, acting like... Uh, pause again. Sorry, sorry. Pause again. Shooting wildly? I know this is probably not the most comfortable thing to say, but you know how offensive I am. He had an AR-15. This is not a military-trained individual. And in a high-stress situation where he was being attacked by a felon, a skateboard, and a gun... He put down three, two for good, and didn't harm a hair on an innocent person's head. Now, you can say whatever you want about Kyle Rittenhouse. Shooting wildly ain't one of the things he was doing. That's good shooting. Acting like a rent-a-cop. Drove across state lines armed with a rifle to go and shoot people. What a dark... uh a dystopian scene where a 17-year-old boy is carrying around a rifle, running around and, and gunning down protesters. A dark dystopian scene. Protesters. Notice they're always protesters, not rioters. You remember watching an NYPD cop car go up in flames last summer? Oh, I do. I remember. I mean, everyone talks about Minneapolis when it comes to all the protests and riots, and not that that's unwarranted. It was terrible in Minneapolis. It was completely warranted. I can't stop picturing that cop car. Molotov cocktails in cop cars. And the American media presented these violent, vile riots as it's just, look, they're just protesting. It's about civil rights. Don't you... Do you hate black people? That's what we were treated like. That's what we were treated like. And let's get back to this Kyle thing. They tried to ruin that freaking kid's life. They tried to destroy that kid's life. And that, what you just heard, that's why the prosecutor was so quick to charge with murder one. Even if you have somebody in position like, say, prosecutor, and he's not a total radical nut job, the radical nut jobs are now so influential in this country, in the media and other places, that the radical nut jobs are calling the shots. I mean, geez, look nationally, they've turned Joe Biden into Bill de Blasio. They have. You realize how crazy that is? And everyone knows the biggest scumbag on the planet is Bill de Blasio, just a full-blown communist. Tell me the difference between Joe Biden and Bill de Blasio at this point in time. You can't. Why? How'd that happen? Did Joe turn into a communist overnight? No. The dirtball communists simply took over the party overnight. And now they took over huge parts of our society. And they almost threw this kid in prison for the rest of his life for shooting armed felons who were attacking him. Think about that. I saw. I brought it up the other night, and I, I don't want to bring up old points here, but I saw the other night Anderson Cooper had that guy who got his right bicep shot off by Kyle. Anderson Cooper had the guy on his show, and they were doing some puff piece interview. That guy is, by his own admission, a, quote, socialist revolutionary, 
and he ran at Kyle Rittenhouse with a, I believe it was a Glock in his hand. I know it was a pistol in his hand. And he's getting sit-down puff pieces by Anderson Cooper about, please tell me how's the arm. What? This, this has gone way beyond wrong or a difference of opinion. This is flat-out evil now. These people in this country in major positions of power, they're trying to use those positions and they're trying to use them to destroy us. Without a moment's hesitation, they would throw you in the clink forever if you stood in the way of their communist agitation. That's a dangerous place to be. Speaking of dangerous... I am not even going to give you the new inflation numbers they're projecting. Um, I am just going to say, say this. Uh, call Oxford Gold Group. Call them right now. Uh, I am not telling you to do anything nutso. You know, I've never done that. I, I'm not telling you to do something radical or something that puts you in a bind. But you have to have some gold, some precious metals in your possession, something that will keep its value no matter how crazy the future gets here. No matter what these politicians do to the value of the dollar, you will have something that holds its value. Just call 833-995-GOLD and tell them Jesse told you to call. They're going to take special care of you. I know these people. I sent my own father to Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. They will deliver real gold to your front door. Have something the loser politicians can't destroy. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm finally going to get to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions because it is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and I will take phone calls tonight with your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, provided the phone lines work, 877-377-4373. Kyle Rittenhouse trial. This is MSNBC. This is written by somebody named Jahan Jones. Kyle Rittenhouse trial was designed to protect white conservatives who kill. This kind of stuff has to stop. This kind of talk has to stop. This is evil. And look, my buddy Buck Sexton brought this up, and he's 100% right. And sadly, he's 100% right, and it is a good day. We're going to celebrate. But let's, let's talk about this really quickly here for a second. Kyle Rittenhouse almost undoubtedly gets convicted if we didn't have the whole thing on video. And you know that's true. You know that's true. What if the next time there aren't cell phone cameras everywhere? Because the truth is the Department of Justice, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the entire Democratic Party, half the Republican Party. And, oh, I realize all the Republicans are out there today saying, "Woohoo, Kyle Rittenhouse. That's funny. I remember half you losers, at least after it happened, running and hiding under your beds and either saying nothing or flat out going out there and saying things like, well, I really don't think you should be there with a gun. Oh, you're all on Team Kyle now. I get that. Lick that finger and stick it in the air. I get where you're at now. But let's be honest. This was close. 
way closer than it should have been for a cut-and-dry self-defense case. And this is cut-and-dry self-defense. And just know how these things are normally handled. I was selling RVs up in, before I moved to Houston to sell RVs, I was selling RVs in the Dallas area. Everyone knows this story by now. I found a job selling RVs off Craigslist because I was out of work and needed the money and had a family to feed. So there we go. I had to go sell some RVs. (laughs) It's only like 10 years ago, if that. But you go sell some RVs and I'm selling at an RV lot up in Northern Texas. Well, that's pretty close to the Oklahoma border and there's a bunch of major highways up there. One night at a rest stop, A guy, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming it was drugs. Either way, the guy was crazed out of his mind, was running around a big truck stop. You know, those big, busy truck stops was running around a truck stop naked as a jaybird with a sword. And he was trying to get in various uh, various trucks to attack people with a sword. Obviously, scary stuff. We we can laugh now because no one ended up getting hurt. But that's look. No one wants a naked guy running at you, sword or no sword. So sword coming at you. And there was a lady, a female trucker, and she had just gotten in her truck. And he came screaming at her and jumped up on the side of her truck with the sword in his hand. So he's standing there right by that window. You know, she's in the driver's seat off to her off to her left. That's where he is. And he starts rearing the sword back and pounding on the window trying to get in so he can attack her with his sword. She pulls out, I think it was a 357. Don't quote me on that. I might mess up that detail, but it was a heavy-duty handgun. She pulls out a 357 and pow, right between his eyes. There he is. He's dead as disco. He's just laid out on the pavement. Law enforcement showed up, took a couple statements down, gave her a quick pat on the back. Atta girl, on your way. We'll scrape him off the pavement from here. And that's not because it's Oklahoma or cowboy country. That's how simple, obvious self-defense cases are handled. You don't throw cuffs on everybody. That's not normal. You don't just throw cuffs on them. Well, let's see if we can charge him. Let's make sure it was fine. When it's self-defense, you say, hey, good work. Maybe you have to confiscate the firearm for a little while for legal reasons, but it's cut and dry. Cop shows up. We'll take it from here. Someone grab a mop and you move on. That's how these things should be done. This one, this one not only went to trial, this one went to three days of jury deliberation. Three days. That means someone was thinking long and hard about this. And he was facing the rest of his life in prison. We can celebrate today and we should. That's way too close. 877-377-4373. All right, enough of that. Let's get to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions because there's a ton of them, and there are some heavy ones and fun ones and political ones, and they're all over the map. So let us dig in and have ourselves a good time on not just a Friday, a celebratory Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And, yeah, I'll take your phone calls, 877-377-4373. Why is it that any medicine that this is the email? Why is it that any medicine that is advertised on air or in print media has to list all sorts of disclaimers and potential side effects? But for COVID vaccine, all this information is hidden and blocked from being discussed. Maybe they are hiding something with a bunch of question marks. Look, as you know, I don't care whether you're pro vaccine or anti vaccine. That's just not, it's not any of my business and I don't care. 
I'm not vaccinated and I'm never going to get vaccinated, as I've told you a hundred times. I'm 40. I'm not obese. I don't have pre-existing conditions. There's no reason for me to get it. And now that Joe Biden and the rest of the communist tyrants tried to make me get it, now I'll never get it just on principle. But I don't judge anyone who did. I don't. You you get, get all your vaccines for all I care. Don't give it to your kids. Remember what I said. Do not give that to your kids. But I don't care what you do. That's whatever you do. However, if you are a pro-vaccine person, please tell me you're at least a little skeptical about the fact they won't even tell you what's in this thing. What did they announce till the year 2055 or something like that? You're not allowed to sue? You're not allowed to sue over this thing? Who's ever heard of something like that? Oh, hey, there's this medicine we just came up with. Oh, hey, I think you should take it. Oh, wait, I take that back. Take it or you're fired. Oh, and uh, we can't be held liable for anything. If you're a pro-vaccine person, there's no judgment, but please tell me you're a little skeptical about that. You don't get to hear about the side effects. You don't get to sue if it hurts you. You don't even get to know what's in it for decades? Please tell me your intellectual curiosity is a bit peaked and you want answers because you should want answers. All right. We have a great show for you. Somebody has a heavy question about Christians. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show on a great day in Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, for the first time, I think, ever, I am now opening up the phone lines. 877-377-4373 on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Chris, we do have a response from our vice president. She is uh, very concerned about this Rittenhouse verdict. I have questions about the verdict, and the verdict really speaks for itself. As many of you know, I've spent a majority of my career working to make the criminal justice system more equitable, and clearly there's a lot more work to do. Thanks. Thanks, all. Oh, I guess that's probably why she threw a bunch of black dudes in jail in California for weed. The, the best part of Kamala, I mean, nothing about Kamala's real, we all know this. The best part about Dome, though, is pretending like she wasn't some absolute tyrant of a prosecutor who was just chucking people in prison right and left in California. (laughs) All right. We got a heavy question. Hi, Jesse. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. I would like to state firstly that I'm not a Christian, but I have many interactions and observations of them in my local community. One thing I've noticed is that they are many who do not see communism or any other international power that is trying to bring America to its knees as a real threat. They instead simply believe that they don't have to engage in local conflicts because all that people truly need is Jesus in their life and that their Savior will make all the issues disappear. I am aware not all Christians have such mentality, but it seems this is rather widespread, especially in some circles on the right. So I just wanted to see what your thoughts are on this rather thorny and contentious issue of passive Christians 
who have a rather immature mindset, in my opinion, that is just disconnected from the present reality as the lefts are. She says, thanks, did not say I could say her name, so I will not say her name. Now let's unpack thorny issues. You know I'm all about thorny issues. You know they say you're not supposed to talk about race or religion, so we talk about those all the time. Whatever they say you're not supposed to talk about, almost undoubtedly that's what you should be talking about. Well, let's talk about this because I'm totally fine talking about this. Let me ask you something. And I just want you to be totally frank with yourself and everything. Let me ask you something. If you were to take a person practicing Christianity in China right now, remember, you get thrown in prison or just flat out killed in China for practicing Christianity. If you were to take a Christian in China right now, do you think that Christian would be a very passive Oh, whatever happens, happens. It's just, it's in God's hands. I don't want to. I don't want to get my hands dirty. Do you think that person would be more likely to be like that, or do you think that person would be a, more of a fighter type? Uh, everyone knows what I'm talking about here. The, it, this does not apply to every Christian I've ever met in America, not by a long shot, because there are some lions here. But it is a huge problem. In Americans' Christian community. Americans' Christian community, I don't care how offensive this is, I blame Americans' Christ, America's Christian community for a lot of the problems we have right now. What I mean by that is this. I blame their passiveness. That whole, oh, it's whatever, it's in the hands of Jesus. Oh, it'll be fine. Oh, no, I'm not going to... I'm not going to get involved in an election. I'll, I'll pray. Should we just pray? Let's just pray. That is not biblical, and that is not Christianity, but that is what it becomes in a nation as kind to Christianity as ours, and that's what has brought us to that. Remember, nobody nobody is going to be persecuted for carrying around a Bible in the United States of America. There are countries all over the planet that will get you killed. Killed. I remember there was a story from, uh, I think it was Egypt a couple years ago, where you would have to go armed to church and make sure you would hurry home from church because the mob will find you and beat you to death and the authorities won't even track them down just for going to church. That's how people live and practice Christianity all around the world. They're actually having a Christian genocide in, uh, it's one of the African countries, I forget which one it is, as we speak, as we speak. You, an American Christian, if that's what you are, I don't care what you are, but if that's what you are, you've never experienced that. And softness comes when life is too easy. Life has been easy here. And therefore, America's Christianity has been perverted into something that is weak and pathetic and doesn't stand for anything and won't fight for anything. You don't have to look very hard to find a pastor who has turned the other cheek tattooed on his forehead. How many pastors did you see? We've been talking about Kyle Rittenhouse all night. How many pastors did you see step up from the pulpit and say, absolutely, communities should have strong young men who arm themselves against monsters who come and try to burn down the community? How many pastors did you see say that? It is a huge problem. It is a huge problem. American Christians, because life has been so good for so long here, 
American Christians think that it's just all turn the other cheek. Okay, maybe I'll say a prayer. Oh, I don't need to do anything. That's in the hands of Jesus. Uh, You read a much different Bible than the one I read. A much different Bible. What was it they said? I don't want to preach it to anybody. We're going to move on here, get some phone calls, get some emails. What was it they said about David? I want you to keep in mind, David, the one who hunted down 200 Philistines and cut off their foreskins. And what, what did they say about him? Did God say, oh, that's a, look at that icky, violent guy? No, actually, um, he said that's a man after God's own heart. That was, you know, right around the time he was slicing off Goliath's head. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. You have an obligation as a man. If you consider yourself a Christian, that's fine. Look, I'm nobody's pastor, nor am I qualified to be. If you consider yourself a Christian, you have an obligation to get your hands dirty and make sure these foul, disgusting, anti-human people do not take over this country and destroy every value you ever treasured. Don't tell me you're going to be passive about anything when they're inviting strippers into schools to twerk on your kids. You don't passive your way out of that. You take that vile filth and throw it into the sun. Moving on. Dear Dr. Jesse, I'm listening to the Paul McCartney Christmas song. You know what makes me mad? Just now. Just now. Now the song's in my head. Just the mention of the song. Don't play it, Chris. We won't do it. Dear Dr. Jesse, I'm listening to the Paul McCartney Christmas song. I yelled at our radio yesterday when you said it was the worst. Have you not heard Celine Dion's rendition of Felice Navidad? Chris, what? What? What's wrong with Felice Navidad? That's a good song. You're not playing any Christmas music? Is this because you people and your problem with Christmas? Is that what this is? I know you hear it all the time. That's because it's good music. It's festive. I want to. We'll talk about it later. Anyway, he said, my boys, 15, 14, and 12, love the show. You can say my name. Or she said, I'm sorry. You can say my name. Her name is Brandy. Oh, my gosh. Those freak. That Paul McCartney Christmas song. And I've look, I maintain this. I do. I maintain this all the way. Paul McCartney, while I'm not a huge Beatles guy, I understand I understand about the Beatles. I get that they were big, and I know they were a good band. I'm clearly anything that popular. So this is a human being with serious musical talent. He sat down and wrote that Christmas, th- Christmas song on purpose. On purpose. How do you play that? How do you, how do you write that and sing that song and play that back to yourself and think, man, nailed it. What, Chris? It is our Leonard Skinner theory all over again. It is. In case you're wondering what that is, for a quick refresher, it's a very offensive theory. Nevertheless, it's very true. Uh, On anybody's top five, top ten rock bands list, you're going to find Leonard Skinner. It just is. Whether you're a fan or not, they're going to be on everyone's list. Why? Well, they do have great songs, but we have always argued part of the reason is they flew a plane into the side of a mountain before they had a chance to get too rich and start making lame music just for the sake of putting out another record or making another paycheck. You had this brief window of awesomeness and then tragically died. I'm not cheering that on. Tragically died. And then it was gone. And then it was gone. All right. I am for the first time ever going to take phone calls on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, remember, remember, get right to the point. 
I'll get to them in a second, but let's also remember this. While we're reflecting on all this Rittenhouse stuff today, and we've seen all this horrible video and violence in the streets, do you have something in your possession that will allow you to protect yourself? Do you? Does your wife, does your husband, your daughter, son, does your mother? Go to Hero2020.com right now. Use the code JESSE and get a hero gun. I know I know, you may be uncomfortable with firearms. I'm very comfortable with them, and I still have a hero gun. But if you're uncomfortable with firearms, that's fine. This is a non-lethal weapon, but it shoots projectiles 100 miles per hour and explodes. This brutal chemical pepper ball explodes on them on contact. This thing saves lives, and it might save yours. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. That's Hero2020.com, code JESSE. You don't need a concealed carry permit. Go protect yourself. Remember, state restrictions may apply. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. Stay with you, girl. It is. The Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And I can't believe I'm going to do this, but it's a great day. I'm in a great mood. The whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing has a huge fat smile on my face. We're actually going to take phone calls on a Friday, something I never do, ever. All right. Gene in Jersey. Go, boss. Hey, how you doing? I'm I'm happy too about Kyle. But I had uh, I had a, a, a what you were saying about Christians. I'm, I'm in church every week, and I can imagine a, a conversation between Ethan Allen and George Washington, who were also Christians. Allen comes up to Washington and says, "You know, the Brits are over Yon Hill. Should we get our Bibles out and pray?" And Washington says, "Now, nah, lock and load. We'll shoot them now, and we'll ask questions later, and then we'll thank the Lord for our victory." <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to deal with it. Amen. Amen. Look, that's that's how it's done. That's how it's done. Go, Leo, in Manhattan. Go, boss. Jesse, I'm going to go straight to the question. Do you have any knowledge about the third guy who got just shot and injured from Kyle? If there are any charges, because he was actually not the victim. He was threatening Kyle's life, pointing gun on him. It's an excellent question. It's an excellent question. Where are the charges against the guy who brandished a weapon and went yelling at Kyle, pointing it at him? Where are the charges? Look, we all know what the answer is, don't we? We all know what the answer is. Thank you for finally addressing the horror show that is Turkey. As a hunter, I've nailed some wild ones, and they are unchewable. I'm doing corned beef and cabbage because it's awesome, and I don't eat it. Near as often as I should. <laughs> All right. Oorah, you hit the bullseye. The Republicans have become Charlie Brown to the Democrats' Lucy, who pulls away the football at the last minute. Look, I've, I've just been expressing my frustration, and I'm frustrated again. I mean, you remember, everyone remembers that huge win we had on Tuesday, not just in Virginia, but New Jersey, New York, and all over the place. It was a great win, right? Woohoo! And why did Glenn Youngkin get elected? Why did he get elected as governor of Virginia? Why? For cultural stuff. 
Immediately, parents started seeing all the critical race theory crap in schools. They started seeing all that perverse gender queer awfulness in schools. And parents, moms and dads, just normal people said, uh, that's gross. Who's going to fight this culture stuff for us? Boom. Glenn Youngkin finds himself as governor of a very blue state. And where has Glenn Youngkin gone since then? He's done two gigantic things since then. Do you know what they are? You know what they are? First, he already announced he's not going to stop any local area from imposing a vaccine mandate of any kind. Boom, fail. Second, he chooses a comms guy. This comms guy's name is Joshua Marine Mora. That's Glenn Youngkin's new comms guy. He is, well, he's been pictured in a dress. Um, He apparently headed the Latin X, I don't even know what that word means, leadership forum at Georgetown. He uses words, I still don't know what they mean, like cisgender. That's Glenn Youngkin's new comms guy. When Democrats get elected, they promptly start to reward their friends and crush their enemies. Everything they do. Now, granted, it does hurt us because they're not interested in helping the country at all. Everything Democrats do once they're elected is, is geared towards hurting their enemies and helping their friends. That's why they pass huge bills like the one they just passed with these gigantic handouts to all the unions and green energy stuff. Republicans, they get elected, and the first thing they do is start worrying about the appearance of actually helping anyone out who's their friend so Republicans will get elected and promptly start slapping their own base around. Republicans hate their own base. It kills us. It absolutely kills us. Jeff in Colorado, go, boss. Hey, man, I was just wondering what you thought was the biggest problem with America today. Education system. It's not, there's not even a close second. Listen, we have about 4 million college graduates every single year. That's 4 million new people every single year leaving the college campus and going into the workforce. And when you go into the workforce at that point in time, 23, 24 years old, 22, if you're me, you just never graduate. But that's not another story entirely. Four million a year. Have you seen the poll numbers on even Joe Biden's approval rating with college graduates now? Like when the rest of the entire country thinks Joe Biden is gutter trash. Last poll I looked, he was still up 11 points with college-educated white women. 11 points. College-educated white women are looking at this 10-month disaster right now. Scandal after scandal, Afghanistan, open borders, inflation, everything else. And college-educated white women are looking at this presidency and saying, Oh, man, this is wonderful. Do you have any essential oils? That's true. If we don't fix America's education system, and move it into an education system focusing on, obviously, math, sciences, focusing on producing patriots, patriots. If that doesn't get fixed, then honestly, and I hate saying this, nothing else we do actually matters. Nothing. Because that, we're, we're in a boat, 
and 4 million new college graduates a year being communists means in our boat there's a gigantic hole and we're taking on water. And anything that doesn't involve bailing water and plugging that hole is just rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic as it sinks beneath the water. What is, I mean, we talk a lot about wars and battles and combat and things like that, especially on my history portion I used to do, which obviously is coming back at some point here. What, what do we talk about all the time in that? What's that old great quote from that Marine Corps general? Amateurs study tactics. Professionals study what? What? Professionals study logistics. You see, in a war, which we're in, a war for the future of this country, your supply lines are everything. Yeah, you've got some great troops there. Guess how great they're going to be if they can't eat or they run out of bullets. As of right now, the communists in this country, because of our education system, have millions of new reinforcements every year. Every year. Reinforcement after reinforcement after reinforcement. Here we are treading water. We don't fix that. We don't fix America. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. All right. All right. Now let's continue on here. I'm going I'm to get back to my questions here. Oh, I love this email, Chris. <laughs> oh, I should, ma- I should make sure everyone knows a couple things. One, if you missed any part of the show, we've obviously been celebrating Rittenhouse and the verdict tonight. That is a good thing. You want to be the type of man who runs towards the problem to go fix it? I'm glad he was vindicated. If you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You're welcome to call in. I can't believe I'm saying that on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, but you can call in with your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. This email I liked, Chris. Hi, Jesse. I recently got turned on to you while wrongfully incarcerated. Long story. We'll explain sometime. You know, I will say this. We get a bunch of emails from prisoners across the country who listen to the show. Remember the one guy, I think it was in Jersey, he gets together with like 30 guys in his cell block and listens to the show. I don't know why. I think that's freaking awesome, man. I think it's awesome because I do believe in in redemption and getting out and stuff like that and I think I think that's really cool. Anyway, moving on. I just wanted you to I just wanted to thank you for officially red pilling me and opening my eyes fully. I am a 30-year-old female, by the way. Please know how truly inspirational you are and how much you have helped me more than you'll ever know during such a difficult time. Oh, that's nice. I loved what you said about how the Marines, the misery made you tougher and how you had a laugh at terribly miserable situations. I'm hoping to change the justice system to be more fair to all. Thank you for being you. Keep up the good work. My name, uh, oh, I can use her name. That's Julie from Massachusetts. P.S. Do you have Snapchat? L.O.L. What's Snapchat? It's an app. It's one of the social media apps. I do not have it, and I'm not getting any Snapchat at all. I already, I can't, I can't maintain the the media, social media apps I have as we currently. I, I I try to stay on Twitter. I try to stay on Instagram as much as possible because they tell me with this career I have to. I'm not going to be adding any Snapchatting. Wayne in Virginia, go. Hey, buddy. Just want to get your thoughts on a quote that I don't think has gotten out there 
uh, it's from Biden, it's from whitehouse.gov. It says, while the verdict in Kenosha will leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included, that's from Biden himself, we must acknowledge that the jury has spoken. What are your thoughts from the Oracle? Goodbye. Appreciate you, Wayne. I, I saw those thoughts. Uh, the truth is, and here's what's crazy, he's right. Think, think and, and think how wild that is. A huge, huge number of Americans right now. Pick your percentage. I don't know, 20, 30 percent, whatever, 40, maybe more. A huge percentage of Americans right now are outraged that a completely innocent man goes free. How creepy is that? Joe Biden included. How creepy is that? We have it on videotape. What happened is on videotape, and we have all these people mad he goes free. It goes to show you what I've been telling you about communists. These people, it is not a political ideology. It is a religion. It is a religion. These people believe they are sanctioned by God to destroy this country. They are as committed to what they believe as you are to what you believe. And they are, they genuinely think Kyle Rittenhouse stopping looting and burning, that does make him a criminal. We have to acknowledge who we're dealing with and what kind of people we're dealing with. Robert in Washington, go boss. Yeah, uh, the answer to Christianity, it's that there's not enough Old Testament in them. It's all about the New Testament. You know, Christians start leper colonies and Catholics start crusades. I'm not totally sure where he was going with that, but all I know is as soon as he brought up the Old Testament, Chris started cheering, and now we're going to have to deal with that for the rest of the night. Well, I, I get it, Chris. I get it. All right? I, I understand. <laughs> Jesse, love your show. Heard you first when you appeared on Buck's old show. Do you recommend martial arts training for young people? If so, which ones and at what ages? Enjoyed your thoughts on trained versus non-trained fighters a week ago. Uh, yes, I absolutely support martial arts training for all young people, men and women. I mean, you can honestly say especially women, but men and women. I will say a couple of different things. I want to divide this up but as far as recommendations go. And I, I'm not some UFC fighter guy, all right? I, that, that's not me. I, I'm, I can handle myself okay. I've done plenty of those classes and stuff, but I'm certainly not one of these guys who trains all the time, and I don't want to present myself like I am. But I have been involved in plenty of it and know plenty of guys who are just obsessed with it, and that's what they do. As far as young, young, young kids go, it doesn't matter which one you put them in as long as it's a good program for kids, a good program for kids. And I mean, at any age, they are fine. If they're up walking around and there is a youth program of martial arts in their area, no matter what kind it is, put them in it. They're not necessarily going to learn how to fight, but it's great camaraderie. They're learning how to follow instructions. They're learning how to be more confident. It's a good workout. Whatever kind is in your area, when they're super young, put them in it. As they start to get older, though, you should understand, and I, I realize this is going to be offensive to so many people, but just do keep in mind, remember my uh, apology from Monday's show? If you missed that, you're going to want to go listen to the start of Monday's show for my apology. Remember, if, if this offends you, I don't care. It's not my job to, to make you unoffended. They don't all work. They don't all work. 
They do not. I'm not going to bother insulting each and every individual one. You don't have to do that. All you really need to do is go look at the MMA guys, the UFC fighters out there. Whatever they're doing, that's the stuff you know works. Now, let me ask you something. I know you've at least seen the highlights. Maybe you're not a fan. When's the last time you saw a UFC guy doing jumping spin kicks, jumping spin kicks like we used to watch Jean-Claude Van Damme do in the movies when I was a kid? You've never seen it. Do you know what the MMA guys practice? Every one of them. They'll have some level of functional skill with boxing and or kickboxing. Almost all of them have some level of grappling or jujitsu or wrestling. That's just a long way of saying they understand at least basically how to get to the ground and handle yourself. Now, I can't get either of my boys into it, so I'm not making them. But if I was to make my sons do it, I mean, I've taught them how to punch and things like that. But if I was to make my sons do something, I would put my sons in jujitsu. Or, or look, there's so many uh, schools out there now and so many guys practicing this stuff. There are gyms out there where you can flat out go grappling. But look, like I said, kickboxing, Muay Thai kickboxing. We did. We watched a bunch of that in Thailand, and that stuff is awesome, especially when you see the guys who do it professionally. We were over there with some of the guys doing it professionally. Plus, they had the little midget fights and stuff like that, and that was fun. What, Chris, are we not allowed to say that? It'll be fine. Whatever. They were midgets. What do you want me to do? They were midgets fighting. Anyway, you go see the professional ones in Thailand. It's not just in the movies. Those guys will train by kicking trees with their shins. Because you're kicking with your shins, they'll train by kicking trees. It's awesome. But kickboxing, Muay Thai is really good. I would have my kids in some form of jujitsu. I would. I would. So that's that's what I would do. But if they're super young, I mean, if we're talking, you've got a four, five, six-year-old kid, put them in anything. If there's a taekwondo gym with a, with a great youth program, get down there and get them in it. Just get them interested. Plus, then they're still picking up skills they can then apply to other things. All right. Now, it's enough of that. It is time to have a little chat about this bill. And I'm going to make it brief because it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and I have so many other questions out there. Someone wants to know, Tyson versus Muhammad Ali. People have questions about charities now that it's Christian t- or now that it's Christmas time. We have Lauren Boebert conversation, and someone wants to talk about Black Lives Matter, all that, and much more. But first and foremost, let's talk about your wireless carrier. Do you still have Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile? You understand that you're throwing your money at companies who run ads that are completely counter to your value system? You are doing what I've done a million times. There's no judgment. You are funding the people who hate your freaking guts. When you switch to Pure Talk, you not only, the average family saves over $800 a year. You don't only save money. Your service is just as good. You're dealing with Americans. When you call, it's an American-based customer service. You get all that with Pure Talk, but you also get a company, the CEO is a Vietnam veteran. They love this country. And they have a 30-day risk-free guarantee. You have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% on your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show. You idiots with the music. We, we did one little segment on training, and we have to have that kind of music. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, 877-377-4373. Cameron in Kansas City. Go, boss. There's a lot of patriots itching to red fill the dinner table this Thanksgiving. Do they have the Jesse Kelly approval? <laughs> I've had this question before about Thanksgiving. If you're on the right, do you bring it up? And, and uh, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna mealy mouth my way around this. All right, I'm gonna give you an honest answer. But here's, here's the, here's the truth of it. We have forever. I know you have. I have too. We have forever despised or at least really, really disliked the Democrat in our family or neighborhood. I've told you this before, but it applies, so I'm going to bring it up again. My neighborhood. I live in the Texas suburbs. I don't have to tell you it's really, really, really red there. But not all red. Not all red. We we looked at that thing. I think the New York Times put it out where you could actually check your zip code, and it's 92% red where I am. So it's really red. But that's not 100, right? We live in a neighborhood. We live in a neighborhood where everyone's very, very close. Everyone watches out for everyone else, watch out for their kids, watch someone's house. We're very, very close. We all we all get together often. It's crawfish boils and Super Bowl parties. Well, not Super Bowl anymore because I won't watch I won't watch the NFL, but July 4th and Halloween, it's just a very close neighborhood. And yet, when one of the Democrats shows up, virtually everybody goes, Oh gosh, here he is. And it's not because it's a Democrat, because we genuinely don't talk much politics. Now, by the just by virtue of the fact I'm there, people are going to bring up politics to me because it's how people relate to me. But you know, I don't talk much politics when I'm not doing this. I go talk about other stuff. And yet the Democrat, I know you've experienced this probably in your family or in your life somehow, can't stop it because he's actually a communist and it's his religion. You'll be sitting there talking about the kiddos and I can't, oh, how's he doing in football this year? And up comes the Democrat. Can you believe what Trump said? What an idiot. He hates illegal immigrants. And we're all just looking like, man, not right now. Just dial that down. Not right now. What? 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 They can't set aside their religion. So I've always wanted to avoid being that. You know what I do for a living, obviously. I talk about politics for a living. So I purposely never bring it up when I'm in a different situation, whether it's a family reunion or, or just any kind of big get-together, someone's wedding. I'm not the guy who goes in there talking about politics all the time. I'm not. I don't want to be that guy. I've never wanted to be that guy because I've always hated that guy. Should you do it to your family? I will tell you. Not if you're going to ruin a relationship with a family member for it. Not if you're going to ruin. Look, if you want to go have an argument and you guys are going to be able to work it out after over some of that sorry cranberry cranberry sauce you guys like, if you're going to be able to work it out after, fine. If you're going to cause a real rift with the fam, don't do it. Don't do it. But, I mean, look. It's not necessarily going to hurt if they're really hammering you. Like, say about the vaccine, you know, because people, vaccinated people are like CrossFit people or vegans. If you've got the vaccine, everyone in your life knows it. It might not hurt to remind them about little tidbits like this from the Irish PM about what's coming soon for them. You know, it it is a difficult situation. Um, 
things were going so well. Uh, I think as a nation, we're, we're a little bit crestfallen, a little bit heartbroken that we're um, back into a difficult space when it comes to COVID. Um, we do have among the highest vaccination rates in the world, around 94% of adults are fully vaccinated. Um, unfortunately, the 5% that are not uh, are causing a lot of the trouble. Um, about 5% are not fully vaccinated, but about 50% of people in hospital and ICU mm. are not fully vaccinated. So uh, even that 5% can uh, create a lot of difficulty. And then also it's very evident now that immunity from the vaccines is waning. And we mm. can see that happening across Europe. Uh, and that's why we're going to need to give people a third dose. Uh, and uh, that's what we're pushing ahead with now at, the, now, now at present. So you are looking at boosters at this point? Oh, oh well, more than that, we're, mm. we're providing um, what, what we're now calling, the, well, I'm now calling the third dose because I think mm. this is going to be a three dose vaccine. Mm. Some vaccines require three doses. Um, two isn't going to be enough. So we're extending that now to um, more than half the adult population, mm. anyone over 50 and then anyone under 50 with medical conditions. And I'd anticipate that we'll offer the third dose to everyone, as has been the case in, in other countries. You're, look, that wasn't me, and that wasn't some card-carrying right-winger. That was the PM of Ireland flat out saying uh, the vaccine effectiveness is waning. It's waning hard. Booster shots are coming for virtually everyone. And he did manage to throw in there that the 5% of the unvaccinated, they're causing real problems. Yeah, of course. I'm sure I'm sure they're the real issue at this point in time. If you want to bring up things like that to your family member when they start waterboarding you with vaccination talk, eh, it's not the end of the world. This guy wants to know Mike Tyson in his prime versus Muhammad Ali in his prime. Oh, Muhammad Ali would destroy Mike Tyson. He would destroy Mike Tyson. And this is what this is what I mean. And I love Mike Tyson, actually. I, I grew up in the Tyson era watching Tyson blast people's heads off. It was awesome. And I I think he's I think it's really cool. But Muhammad Ali fought legend after legend after legend. Every legend Mike Tyson ever fought, he got crushed. And with all due respect, I mean and I realize he fought his legends post prison sentence. So he wasn't exactly the same fighter, but he goes out there against the Vander Holyfield and got his butt kicked. He had to bite his ear off. Remember that? How crazy that was? Goes out there against Lennox Lewis and gets his face caved in. The guy's beat up on a bunch of tomato cans. All right. It appears we're going to have to have a conversation about Republicans and Black Lives Matter supporter Republicans and red states that are apparently losing their mind too. Someone says, hey, you're telling people to move to red states. I'm in a red state here, and they're all about that crazy Black Lives Matter filth. What gives? What gives? Well, we're going to have a talk in just a second. Jesse Kelly show final hour of the Jesse Kelly show on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday. What a great day it is. By the way, I almost forgot it's international men's day. Chris, this day is basically about me. So what, what we'll treat it as my personal day, Chris. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, salute to all the men out there. Eight, seven, seven, three, seven, seven, four, three, seven, three. What? I'm not talking about the director of the HHS. What are you t- no, no, we're not, we're not going into that right now. You know, before I get to this next Ask Dr. Jesse question, and I have a bunch, and there are good ones out there, 
I do want to bring up something. I do want to bring up something. Racism. I just said the word racism. And the chances you at least privately rolled your eyes immediately are very, very strong. Why is it very, very strong? Well, you don't have to look any further than the reaction to Kyle Rittenhouse getting acquitted today. Remember, Kyle Rittenhouse, white kid, I actually think he's part Latino, but white kid, goes and shoots three white guys at a protest, and every loser on the planet is out there today trying to make it about race? And I think the broader context of this verdict today it is is most disturbing, which is why I think the president and the governor has to speak to this, and there needs to be clearer federal legislation. But when you look at the broad message that came out of this, is they have said now that vigilantes can go to protest and kill people and say that they were defending themselves, which puts all Americans, particularly those that want to protest for whatever issue, in danger. The precedent that it's set, that you can have a judge sit there and say people can be killed, but you can't call them victims. But you can call the other side what you want. That I can let a tumbler sit in front of a man charged with murder and let him we, we, we got it. We got it. We got it. Al Sharpton, of course, that idiot. And every other loser out there. This is a racism that Black Lives Matters mad at me. I just got a death threat from Black Lives Matter because because that idiot NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace immediately uh, immediately plays. A, if this was a black guy card, look, you know what? You know what? Here's the reality of racism. I've brought this up before. I'll bring it up again. Every single human being on the planet, everyone holds some form of prejudice in their heart. Maybe not about race. Maybe it's a religion thing. Maybe you, you, you're prejudiced against somebody because of your life experiences and parents and whatnot. It's just this way it is. And there are real instances of racism being ugly out there. There are a bunch against every skin color. There's all kinds of race incidents against black people and white people and Asians. And there is real racism out there. But if you'd like to know... Why the average American goes, oh, brother, every single time racism is brought up, it's because of the things you're seeing today. This trial had nothing to do with black people. And yet every loser white liberal and Al Sharpton is online saying, oh, if if this was a black guy, no one's talking about you. Why are you talking about you? What? What? This has nothing to do with you at all. No idea if you're planning on calling out Kevin Stitt for wussing out on the execution of the cold-blooded murderer. If you are, maybe you should call out the entire GOP in Oklahoma. You always say move to red states and make them redder. Generally, I think it's good advice. But Oklahoma is already deep red, and its leaders are pathetic cowards. He goes on to talk about the University of Oklahoma and Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff. Listen, listen. One. A lot of that Black Lives Matter stuff he goes on to talk about, a lot of that, it's on the college campuses. And you can't expect your state to regulate its college campuses because they don't. None of them do. They should, but they don't. Just be careful where you send that child of yours who you love. I know you do. And you raised him for 18 years or her for 18 years and you love him and you've done everything you can to teach him what you've taught them. Don't 
make the mistake so many so many parents have and send them off to school thinking, well, but they know right from wrong. I, I, I taught them what's right. At 18, at 18, you don't even know fully who you are yet. Your brain is still developing. Don't think you can just toss them in with a bunch of America-hating communists and have them turn out just fine. Be careful with that precious child of yours. My boys, I, I think about it all the time. What I'm going to do with them, well, where I'm going to guide them when they turn 18. I don't know, but it ain't going to be to college. Now, if they have to go to college to do whatever career, specific career they want, then that is what it is. Then we'll have to unpack that from there. I don't know, maybe get them into Liberty University or Hillsdale or something like that. But just the days of sending, sending Junior off to college, because that's what people do, those days have to stop, and they have to stop now. By the way, I do need to bring up a little housekeeping item here. 877-377-4373. You're allowed to call, but people keep asking me if I'm going to bring on Kyle Rittenhouse. Jesse, you're going to bring on Kyle Rittenhouse. Are you Are going to bring on Kyle? I might, I might at some point. Here's what you're about to see, and I know you're about to see it, and it's going to suck. This is just a prediction. So go ahead and write this one down. It's just a prediction. You're about to see Kyle Rittenhouse get taken advantage of by a lot of people on the right who are going to use his newfound fame to promote themselves. Now, as you know, I'm an arrogant jerk who only cares about himself. But I also think that young man, what is he, 18 now? I know he was 17 when the shooting happened. That young man does not need more publicity right now. Certainly doesn't need, in my opinion, to be on my show. That young man needs to get away from the public eye. I'm worried about his safety anyway. He's just been through horrendous amounts of stress. Go away for a while. Don't do a ton of media. Get out to a cabin in the woods. Go fishing. Hunt deer. Find a pretty girl. Take her to the movies. Get away from all this. Could I get him on? Yeah, of course I could. To be honest, I don't want him on. It's not because I don't think he has the right to speak. And one day, maybe I will. Man, you just got done with hell. You just got put through hell. Get away. You don't owe. He doesn't owe anybody anything now. Get out. Get out. Get out of here. So in the short term, no, I, I have no intention of having him on. If he, I mean, if he's out there doing some big media tour and he's begging me to come on because we've been talking about it, I'll probably feel obligated to allow him, but it's not something I'm seeking out and it's not something I want for him. I want him to go away, but I'm worried. I'm worried where this is going to go. I'm worried. You're going to about to see a lot of hustlers on the right. Remember there are hustlers on the right too. I'm worried. You're about to see a lot of hustlers on the right trying to make fame and fortune off of that kid's tail. That's what I think. Most handsome oracle. That's how you start an email, Chris. It's that time of year again when all the Salvation Army bell ringers are out at retail stores around the country. I find myself annoyed every year when these volunteers come out of hiding after Halloween, like Mariah Carey and her obnoxious Christmas song, to aggressively ring their bells at you every time you need to buy something. The more I see them, the less inclined I am to donate to their organization. Does this make me a bad person or do other people feel the same as me? Thanks for all you do. He says I can say his name. His name is Dan in Minneapolis. 
It does not make you a bad person. Listen, this is a couple things about this. When I see a homeless person on the side of the road or when I'm leaving a gas station or something like that, I know you see them too. Will I occasionally fish out some cash I have and give it to them? Absolutely. Will I just occasionally completely ignore them and stroll on by and go on my way? Of course. And to be totally frank, every time I stroll on by, I feel a little bit of guilt inside. The Salvation Army stuff, I realize those aren't homeless guys, but I used to work in the nonprofit industry only for about a year, actually a little less than a year. But I got a window into the nonprofit industry. And I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm not doing a subtle jab at the Salvation Army because on my life, I have no idea how they handle their business as far as this goes. So don't take this as a shot against Salvation Army. If I wanted to take a shot at them, I'd take a shot at them. You know I would. But, but, listen. You're not a bad person if you get annoyed by things that are annoying. Somebody ringing a bell at you is friggin' annoying. Now, that doesn't mean... That doesn't mean what they're doing out there isn't great. It may very well be the best run, least wasteful organization out there. I don't know. I've never looked into them. It doesn't make you a bad person for getting annoyed. It doesn't make you a bad person if you ignore them. But not the end of the world to throw a buck or two in the in the red bucket anyway. I mean, we we give you know we we have a goodwill. We have a salvation everywhere. We drop off stuff we're done with too. Uh, I hope it's getting to the right place. Frankly, I haven't looked into all that stuff now. Let's talk for a minute about your kids. We were just talking about educating your kids in college and everything. Do you want to make sure they're very, very equipped with the truth by the time they leave your nest? I know you do. I do. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com right now. They have these books, the Tuttle Twins books. They have them for all ages, from toddlers to teenagers. They're very entertaining. My boys love them. Very entertaining. And they're going to teach your kids about the dangers of communism, freedom of speech. What are rights? What does that even mean? Free markets, the golden rule, personal freedom, how to learn, what not to learn. You want your kids to walk away with a solid foundation? Then train them. Part of training them means giving them things you can read with them or they can read on their own. That's what you'll find at TuttleTwinsJesse.com. And when you go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com, you get 35% off plus free activity workbooks. Go get your kids the things they need. Equip them. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it is a good night. A very, very, very good night. Well... Good night for me, not so much a good night for this guy. Dear Oracle of the Airwaves, I'm a police officer in a Houston suburb currently working security for a 7th grade girls B basketball team. As a public service announcement, I would like to remind you, your staff, and the scores of listeners that if you've ever had a bad day, just be glad you're not working this gig. <laughs> Good thing it pays well. It's two to one at halftime. <laughs> you just thought the WNBA was bad. You're welcome. He said, feel free to use my name. People need to know who's taking arrows for them. His name's Steven. Steven. Stay safe out there, buddy. I, honestly, Stephen, 
I hope you get called away from that to have to go on a drug bust for your own sanity, buddy. Gosh, that is brutal. <laughs> All right. Junior in Tennessee. Go, bud. Yes, uh, my wife is a nurse here in East Tennessee, and uh, she's been under this mandate where she's either got to choose to get the vaccine or lose her job. Today they brought her in the office, and she had to give her answer, and she ain't going to take the vaccine. Well, they give her two forms to file for exemption, but on the bottom of the exemptions, if she signs it and turns them in and they don't approve of the exemption, they uh, it says that she voluntarily quits. I just wanted to get your take on that and what she might want to do. Here's my take on it, buddy. Uh, I wouldn't, and you, I'm actually going to leave you on the line here real quick. I would never sign that. Here's what companies are doing, and, and I've seen this a lot. I've actually heard this story before. This is what they're doing. They're offering, quote, exemptions. Again, it's always medical or religious. They're offering exemptions, but they're not really exemptions. They don't have any intention of actually handing out exemptions. It's simply a gigantic cover your rear end form so they don't get turned then get sued for wrongful determination because she quote voluntarily quit. I would never sign either of those forms if I were her, not in a million years. People out there right now, if your employer, if your employer is a government lickspittle lick scumbag who's putting a vaccine mandate on you. And telling you, if their employer values you so little that they're going to force you to take a vaccine that wears off in six months, don't sign anything. Go get a lawyer. Don't sign anything. Go get a lawyer. David in Michigan. Go, boss. Yeah. My question is, who the heck was it that uh, we fought against during World War One? World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and all the way through those, communism. And why on earth are these guys doing in our uh, government offices? David, I need you to be straight with me right now. What are you drinking? Nothing. Don't lie to me, David. Is it a Keystone Light? There's no judgment here. You know I'm white trash. Is it Keystone Light, David? No, sir, it is not. Don't, David, it's a Keystone Light. I know it's Keystone Light. I can I can hear Keystone Light through anything. What, Chris? I'm not judging. I'm not judging, man. Are you kidding me? Jesse, what's the latest with Mike Pence? Do you feel that his political career essentially ended when he refused to stand with President Trump against the 2020 election fraud? Do you feel like he has any future left in the political realm? A couple things on Mike Pence. Uh, I don't. Should I tell my Mike Pence story, Chris? No. Now you know. You know what? I'll tell you what. Because I want to try to get through as many questions as humanly possible, fellas. Remind me on Monday. On Monday, I am going to tell a personal story between me and Mike Pence. Well, I guess I should say Mike Pence and me, but I'm white trash. Mike Pence and me had a little personal issue, he and I. Hearing me? No, I think it's Mike Pence and me, Chris. It it doesn't matter, Chris. I went to community college. The both of us. We had an issue and a very personal issue. 
and I will tell everybody that story on Monday. I'll tell you what. I'm not only going to tell everyone that story on Monday. I will tell it in the first hour of the show. Fellas, remind me. First hour of the show, I will tell my Mike Pence story. Now, let's set that personal story aside for just a moment. Mike Pence, yes, he obviously completely torpedoed his chances. I don't know that Donald Trump's going to be the nominee because I don't know if he's going to run. But I do know a, a someone who's viewed as anti-Trump is not going to win the nomination because Donald Trump's the most popular Republican in America. doesn't matter whether you love that or hate that. That's just a fact. But what you really saw with the initial reaction to January 6th, because that's where all this really came from. That's really where the huge rift came from. What you really saw was how many people who've spent way too much time in Washington, D.C., and have learned to somehow revere the hollowed Capitol steps more than they revered anybody's shop who got burnt by Black Lives Matter. I'm sorry if some people wandering into the Capitol building outraged you more than that. Remember that old black woman in Chicago who got her, I think it was in Chicago, who got her bakery. It was her bakery. She got her bakery torched by Black Lives Matter, and they interviewed her, and she was basically crying on TV saying, this is all I had. If that didn't outrage you more than January 6th, you're a loser and you think Washington, D.C. is way, way, way too important. Yes, nationally, for Mike Pence, nationally, he's finished. I can't speak for the state of Indiana, whether there might still be some opportunity there, but Indiana's a pretty down-home Midwest place. I have a hard time believing they're not going to be still be pretty angry at Mike Pence, too. I mean, and what I'm talking about is could he turn around and run for senator there or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not in Indiana. I don't know. But I don't get the sense that across the Midwest, especially, Mike Pence is going to be all that popular. I think Mike Pence is uh, I think Mike Pence is going to struggle with that for quite some time. Jesse. You, sir, have become the George S. Patton of the right. Well, that is some pretty high praise. You're going to have to wait and catch the rest of that email in just a sec. Hang on. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Oh, what a beautiful day it is. Congratulations, Mr. Rittenhouse. Well done, sir. (laughs) All right, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. I haven't looked at any of those new ones, Chris. I know there's got to be some new ones on there. (laughs) Also, if you want to email the show, your love, your hate, your death threats, all are welcome. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They they don't go to me. They all go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read them all. I won't respond. I get way too many, and I'm very rude. Jesse, you, sir, have become the General George S. Patton of the right instead of merely... Instead of merely puling, shut up, Chris. Shut up, Chris. Look it up. It's the word of the day. Chris, I actually don't know what that means either. P-U-L-I-N-G. About how the communists are destroying the country, you provide real-world solutions that we on the right are desperately need to defend America from the ongoing communist takeover. My question is, do you like your buddy Sexton, who does Fauci the lab coat, who calls, I must say calls, 
Fauci the lab coat tyrant. Oh, does it? I didn't know Buck did a uh, Fauci impression. Well, I don't do impressions of anybody because when you're me, you don't need to be anyone else. What, Chris? <laughs> no, I don't do impressions of anybody because I don't possess the talent to do so. I can see Buck having the talent to do so, though. That's right. That's right up his alley. I love Buck. Jesse, I've grown to like you. Well, you're only human. She finishes, is Chris a real person? Yeah. He's really annoying. <laughs> Oracle Shogun J. Steele III. That's not a very nice finger, Chris. You were offering advice to a soon-to-be civil engineer. You suggested a small family firm in a red area as opposed to a big corporate blue area life, even given the difference, the difference in remuneration. I use that word intentionally because I think you'll have trouble, trouble pronouncing it. You know, that's not very nice, okay? I went to a, 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 an esteemed community college, and I won't have it besmirched. Could you please explain on the real costs of living in a blue area versus a red area? I worked as a finance exec in healthcare up in Alaska for a few years. A buddy working in the same company would call me every six months asking me to come to California. My response, asking for fifty to 70000 more than I knew he could pay. I called it the California beephole tax, real estate costs, taxes, how much your house, your paycheck could afford, the traffic, and frankly, the terrible people I've had to deal with. All these things need to be considered. Says I can read his name. His name is Larry. And I will, I'll, I'll mention this. As far as what it actually costs, what it actually costs, what does it cost? What is the difference in cost of living? I'll share a couple stories with you. One, I've shared this one before, but let me share it again. I was in Arizona. I had just lost, no big deal, two congressional races, and a political group out of D.C. offered me a job to be their director of development. I agreed to take the job, and the jo- director of development is just the head fundraiser, Chris. That's all. Uh, that's all. Head fundraiser. I agreed to take the job, and they offered me $75,000 a year. Now, it involved moving back to the D.C. area, but $75,000 a year? Uh, I'd never made $75,000 a year in my life. That sounded pretty daggone nice to me. I mean, honestly, I got home and wife and I, we were celebrating that night. We're rich, 75 grand a year. We went back to Washington, D.C. And we're not expensive people. We're just not. We don't have, doesn't mean we're good people. We just don't have expensive things. The The most expensive thing I do is eat out. Like we don't have boats and, and fancy cars and everything else. We just don't do that stuff. We went back to D.C. with no expensive vices, none. And we could hardly afford, we were barely keeping our head above water on $75,000 a year. Now, I know there's somebody out there who makes a bunch of money who's kind of sneering at that or snickering at me. That's the difference. If I was making $75,000 a year in Arizona, I would have been living real, real nice, at least for me, real, real nice. And here's a second story on the difference in cost of living, cost of living. I... In my neighborhood, there was a guy, he had just moved into his house, and then he got transferred by his company. Like six months after he moved into his house, he got transferred by his company out to California. Now, he's he's leaving Texas. Remember, we don't have a state income tax here, and he's moving to California. So because of that, I actually had the same thought in my head. I was going through in my head, what, what in the world must they have paid him extra even though they're forcing him to move, surely he had to get a massive pay raise. So I started asking around because I have some buddies who are lawyers and insurance and different things. 
And the best story I got was one guy told me, one of my buddies said, hey, at one point in time, my company told me I was getting transferred to St. Louis. And I said, okay, what did that mean? He said, 20% increase in pay automatically. I'm telling you the difference. People who only have lived in one area do not fully grasp the changes in the standard of living and the cost of living in the different places you've lived. There are places out there that are just, they're so expensive. I mean, I was just complaining about Washington, D.C. You know how much I love New York City? When I took this job, uh, uh, you know, Premier was, this is just, what, four or five months ago, Premier, biggest syndicator in in the country, signs me to this job. And there was a chance, at least I thought, I was going to have to move to New York City. Now, all that obviously has gone, none of that's going to happen now. I'm going I'm to stay here, and I'm not vaccinated anyway, so I can't go back to New York City, which I dearly love, even though I wanted to. But I thought I was going to have to go back to New York City. The wife and I started looking into homes. And, and again, nothing fancy. It's just just a, a home where we can move, enough room for the kiddos. We couldn't afford it we couldn't afford it the move there the the difference i'm telling you if you're one of these guys right now and i'm just making up a number if you're one of these guys you're one of these families let's say let's say you're in a blue area and you're thinking about what i say to do you want to move to a red area and then go run for school board and make it redder and be an activist and do all the things what you should be doing and you're thinking about that right now let's just say you're in a blue area you're you're in san diego which is, gosh, San Diego is so nice. But talk about expensive. San Diego is expensive. But anyway, you're in San Diego and you're making uh, 150 grand a year. That's a lot of money, right? You're making 150 grand a year. But you want to get out of there. You want to get to a red area. You're looking at uh, make a, make, pick up red state, Oklahoma. You want to move to Oklahoma. But, man, the, the only job you can find there, the highest paid job you can find in Oklahoma is uh, 80 grand a year. Honey, we can't live on that. Oh, my gosh, yes, you can. You have no idea. You have no idea. Your $80,000 a year in Oklahoma goes a million miles further than your $150,000 a year in San Diego. The cost of living around you is not a tiny thing. It's everything. And I do mean everything. Speaking of saving money, allow me to save you some right now. Everybody knows about my pillow. I don't have to sit here and tell you about the greatness of the My Pillow pillow. I mean, it's the one that started it all. Mike Lindell starts this amazing company and he invents My Pillow, and this thing just blows up. I mean, they don't go flat. You can wash and dry them. I mean, they're they're made in America. They're just awesome, and they're just the most comfortable pillow in the ro- in the world. Just the most comfortable pillow in the world. Well, the original My Pillow was 69.98. But right now, if you get a mypillow.com and you click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code JESSE, $19.98. MyPillow.com radio listener specials. Use the promo code JESSE. Go save 50 bucks on the original MyPillow. Get one for yourself and your spouse. Enjoy. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. Find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. 
Oh, that's Dr. Jesse Friday. Once again, a heartfelt congratulations to Kyle and the Rittenhouse family. Young man, get out of town. Get a fishing pole, a hunting rifle, and get out of town and go relax. Go eat steak. Go catch fish. Find a pretty girl and take her to the movies. Get out of this rat race. You have earned it. Let's churn through as many of these Ask Dr. Jesse questions as I can, Chris, before we finish up. Just a heads up for everybody. We have fire trucks currently outside of the building with the lights flashing. I just want you to know if there's a fire, I'm going to get out of here, but I'm going to leave Chris behind to make sure he can play some stuff. So, Chris, just please stay where you are. If it, What? It'll be fine. Jesse. My 18-year-old son just joined the USMC, that's United States Marine Corps, delayed entry. For those who don't know what that means, delayed entry means he walked in, he signed up, he signed the papers, but he's not getting shipped off to boot camp tomorrow. You can do, I don't know how long they do it for, but you can do delayed entry for months and months and months and months. You, know, you can sign the papers and say, oh, I'll, I'll leave in August. I did. When I signed up, I, I went delayed entry. I don't remember how long, four or five months, something like that. Anyway. <laughs> He wants to go infantry. He scored pretty high on the ASVAB. I'm really proud of him. But in this day and time, I want to make sure he's doing the right thing. Would you let your sons join the Marines? Go infantry. Should he consider reserves? Give me your thoughts. This is I, I saved this question till the end because this is a very, very, very difficult question for me. It's a very difficult question for me, but I'm gonna just going to just it's just you and me talking. I'll give it to you right between the eyes. I went infantry, as you know, and as you know, I've told you the story before. My father was very upset because I wasn't, quote, learning any job skills, and he wasn't wrong, but being in the infantry, in the Marine Corps, it is an extra level of misery by a thousand, but it's also an extra level of growing you up by a thousand an extra level of camaraderie by a thousand. You learn to work together. You learn to mature. You learn to lead. You learn to take care of yourself. You learn to take care of others because you have to because they're going to purposely throw you into miserable situation after miserable situation. And you say he scored pretty high on the ASVAB. Don't we need smart infantry guys? We don't want a bunch of idiots. We need smart ones. We need, we need sharp guys there. So that's my defense of infantry. That was the easy part. The hard part is this. Would I let my sons join the Marines? One, they're my sons. I have no doubt if they were 18 and wanted to join, it wouldn't matter what I want. They'd just go sign up anyway. I did. No no one was going to stop me by that point in time. But if, if you do have some say in the matter, I don't know that I would want my sons to join anymore. And I've, ne- I've never said that up until recently. I see these training videos now, and you have young, fit infantry Marines who are, COVID is no threat to them. They've got them running around base with masks on. They're forcing these guys to get the vaccine, forcing them to get the vaccine, or they're kicking them out. We have these heart inflammation issues. There are just a lot of things right now. There are a lot of things right now I would not want my son participating in. I would not. And that doesn't mean I'm telling you not to. It's not my son. It's your son. It's your life. I can only tell you, for me, for most of my life, I mean, right up till just 
I mean, four or five months ago, even under Obama, if you had asked me that, I would have said, yes, go, join, serve your country, and grow up in the process and learn valuable life skills and, and things. I would have said yes. My answer is not yes now. Now, again, it's your son's 18. When my sons are 18, they're going to do what they want. I know that. That's fine. I'll do what I can until they're 18. That's my answer. Handsome Oracle. The bench looks weak for for the Dems, but what about star power? What about some sort of Dem disruptor like a Clooney or Oprah? Uh, I was talking about how they're in trouble because Kamala Harris is a disaster. Now everyone knows she's a disaster. They're starting to jump ship. Her comms director just resigned. And the only other young person they have on the bench is Butt Gig, and he's not going to get the support either. I do very much worry about a celebrity stepping up and filling the void on the left. And you mentioned Oprah. You mentioned Clooney. I'll tell you who you're not thinking about, and this would have me quaking in my boots if I didn't want Democrats to win. What if The Rock runs? Now, you can love The Rock or hate The Rock. Do you have any idea what a gigantic superstar that guy is? You have any idea how popular that guy is? That guy is mega, mega, mega popular. Chris asked if he's a damn. Oh, yeah, he's an absolutely Democrat. And I don't dislike him. I'm not actually ripping on him. I'm sure he's taken positions I despise. I think he was all in for that Black Lives Matter filth. I, I don't hate or love the guy. I don't know that much about him. But I do know enough to know every single time I see a preview for a movie, The Rock is in it. I hear about the money he's demanding. That guy is a superstar. And don't email me and yell at me. Oh, that doesn't, that shouldn't matter. I know it shouldn't matter. It does matter. Oftentimes, the race for president, oftentimes, it's just a gigantic popularity contest. It's who, who, who are you going to vote for homecoming king? That's what it comes down to. If it was someone like The Rock, it would make me very nervous. Seeker of political office turned shogun. What happens to leftover money in campaign war chests of politicians leaving office? Contrary to popular opinion, you do not get to keep it, which I was crushed about, Chris. No, I don't even think I had any leftover, but no, you don't get to keep it. What happens is this. It depends on the office you're running for. If, you, if it's a federal office, if you were running to be Congress, Senator, President, something like that, that's a federal office, then that money stays right there and you can give it away to other federal campaigns. You can write this congressman a check for his reelection campaign or this president a check for his reelection campaign or you just sit and hang on to it if you run again. Now, what you can't do is give it from federal to state. Like if I was running for Congress and I had $20,000 left over and I wanted to give it to some guy running for governor or state Senate, you're not allowed to do that. That's, that's cross-mogination, if you will. You can't, you can't, that's an Austin Powers term, Chris. Gosh, get to the movies, man. Anyway, you can't do that. So that's what, that's what most of them do with it. Most of them, they simply buy political favors with it, or the good ones, they'll find good people running for office, and they'll make sure that money goes. I do think, I may have this wrong. If I remember right, though, I do think you do have the option of sending some of it back to the people who donated it originally. 
I know that's what you would want, Chris. Everyone knows you'd want your money back. Okay, that's not exactly news to anybody listening to the show. All right. We've had a million bad days. There are a million more bad days to come. That's just part of life. There's a bunch of good ones and a bunch of bad ones still coming down the pike. Today, it was a good day. Today, we got justice. Today could have gone very much the other way, and we'd have been yelling and screaming and crying tonight. But it didn't happen. Today was a good day. So keep your chin up. Put a smile on your face. Raise a glass for Kyle Rittenhouse and the Rittenhouse family. Say a prayer for them tonight. The the hard stuff isn't over. He's about to be way overexposed, I suspect. And enjoy your weekend. We will do it again on Monday. Stay tuned for my Mike Pence story then. That's all. So-